Hello. Hey Hi. What's up? Oh, nothing much. Okay. Sorry, I'm... What the fuck? Okay, I'm looking at my notes, and (laughs) it doesn't have... It, like, hasn't updated since the Biosphere one, but I just updated it today on a different device. So let me see. Biosphere was a while ago. (laughs) I know. Come on. Taryn. What? We had 12 listens on our last episode no way and guess what none of them were me <laughs> no way wow. right <laughs> that's crazy someone's listening oh, God. i know those lucky bastards <laughs> to listen to our beautiful voice <laughs> the voice of an angel yep la, la. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey welcome to conspiracy sisters we have a theme song now yes can we hear it let's play it Mystery. Conspiracies. Spooky shit. This is Conspiracy Sisters. We're sisters. Sisters. Sorry, I don't know why this isn't working. How can I make this? How can I make this work? What can I do? You have to sacrifice your firstborn. Wow. Which is which is cat. So sorry, no. cat. No. <laughs> she says no. <laughs> How she like her new bed that you made, which is available for sale on Etsy.com. uh she won't leave it well today she's been really weird actually she's been hiding in a lot of strange places she was hiding in brian's uh closet on the floor just on the ground but like in the spot where his shoes used to be so there was a perfect cat shaped space (laughs) and then she was laying like we have this bookcase that's like round so it's empty underneath of it and uh I found her hiding under there today. I've never seen her hide under there. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what she's been up to, what's going on in her kitty brain. Is it raining? Uh, it was earlier. Um, okay, there we go. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, cat or my, your name, your cat's name is cat. My cat's name is Meg. Uh, uh-huh. she is, it's like raining out here and, she is like in a weird corner, like behind a chair, and Ari's like, I don't yeah. know why she's, why she's over there. Huh. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, there's something in there. Strange animals they are. Yes. Um, did you did you feel like you learned anything interesting this week? Yes, I did. Um, I know I told Brian that I was researching for this podcast and she was like, you know, I haven't done research for anything in so long. Like maybe I should just pick a topic and learn more about it. And I was like, I mean, you could just watch like a documentary. Yeah, (laughs) for real. Um, Mom and dad were watching a documentary. I want to say it was called like Unattainable or something on Netflix. And it's about, it's got something to do with aliens and Tesla and you know how he had that idea for the free electricity and everything. Yes. Um, 
but I don't know. Dad kind of talked to me about it and I was like half listening. Um, <laughs> but mom was telling me about it and she was like all over the place. And I'm like, oh my God, mom believes in aliens now. Holy shit. I'm a- I should watch this. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely believe in aliens. Uh, and so did Nikola Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Do you he believed your... in a lot of interesting things. Yes, I found my notes. Okay, good. So that means we can begin. Do you want to give us a rundown of who this dude was yes absolutely so uh he was definitely uh the underdog when it comes to inventors and let's see i guess okay so i got the majority of this information from wikipedia and biography.com as well as an article from cnn um he was born july 10th 1856 in croatia um at the time though it was still austria and then um He was, in his early life, he was a great student. He was inspired by his high school physics teacher. He was able to do complex calculations in his head, so his teachers always thought he was cheating. Um, He graduated in three years in 1873 and enrolled in a college in Austria in 1875 with scholarship. Um, His professors thought very highly of him, but his dad was not impressed. Um, He worked crazy fucking hours and his teachers were like writing to his parents telling them you need to like tell your kid to stop working so much. Um, Otherwise he would die from overwork because he was, it was claimed that he would work from 3 a.m. till 11 p.m. And he thought that he did not need more than two to four hours of sleep a night. Um, That's not how people work. Right. So after two years of this, during his junior year of college, he became a gambling addict and he didn't graduate. Uh, He then moved to Budapest, Hungary, where he worked for the telephone exchange, um, which was like a telegraph company at the time. Um, And then in 1882, he moved to France to work for the Continental Edison Company. Um, Interestingly enough, he worked for the Edison Company and his boss kind of like gave his name to Thomas Edison over in um, America and was like, you know, this guy can be, you know, like your right hand man. He knows what he's talking about. He's really great with, you know, electronics and technology, whatever. So they brains in his head. (laughs) For sure. He can do these crazy calculations. So he moved to America in 1884 and worked for Edison. Um, He made improvements for... Um, a lot of the, they were essentially at the time they were kind of laying the groundwork for electricity in like major cities throughout the United States. And so he was kind of making improvements on this and was promised $50,000 from Thomas Edison. He did a bunch of tasks for him. And nine months later, Edison was like, LOL, I'm never going to pay you. So he quit. And, um, he, let's see. He realized that once he, uh, he essentially needed someone to like kind of fund his inventions so he could like get them patented. So he started working for uh, Westinghouse. That sounds uh, right. I'm sorry, I lost my place. No, you're fine. Uh, I started talking and then, um, okay, not paying attention. Yes, exactly. So he and Edison were super competitive. Um, he ended up getting. Uh, funding from Alfred Alfred Brown, who worked f- uh, for the Western Union, and an attorney named Charles Pack, Pack in 1887. So they kind of backed him, and they believed that he was going to kind of, like, kind of like become successful with one of his many inventions. So he got a job with Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company in Pittsburgh. Um, 
between Westinghouse Edison and the General Electric, uh, there was a ton of competition between the three companies. And um, essentially, Westinghouse wasn't able to afford him, uh, continue paying him. So Tesla was pretty independently wealthy by this time, just from working there. He was like a pretty high up consultant at the company. So he was kind of like, okay, fuck it. And like, went and did his own thing. Um, but anything that he invented, he was kind of like undercut by either Thomas Edison or like other people that worked for him. And I know. So uh, <laughs> at the age of 35 in 1890, he moved back to New York City. Um, he got a bunch of his inventions patented, including the Tesla coil, um, wireless lighting and a steam powered oscillating generator. Um, I guess I should have prefaced this by saying I know like nothing about electricity. So this was like really difficult for me to research on like, and is this impressive kind of level? I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I think so. Um, in 1885, there was a really devastating fire that burned all of his lab notes. Um, he was super oh, depressed shit. and he was kind of always like a super quirky guy um and this kind of put him into like a huge state of depression so a lot of his like equipment and everything burned up in this fire it was devastating and also like not at all his fault he actually lived on the fourth floor and the fire started in the basement so it was like a terrible situation so um finally he moved to colorado springs um in uh, 1899 to 1900. I think just to kind of get away from all of the competition and everything that was going on in New York, him and Thomas Edison hated one another. Um, they were competitive in business and in science. Um, Edison was really business minded and profit minded, while Tesla was um, just kind of more interested in like the science and the research and, you know, just trying to create inventions that were going to help people. Um, because one of the big things that he did, um, before he moved to Colorado was that he, um, helped install the, where is it? Shit. Oh, the hydroelectric power station at Niagara Falls, um, which, oh, nice. yeah, which was like one of the first ones in the country. And he realized he was one of the first people to realize that we needed clean, renewable energy and that fossil fuels in the, from the industrial revolution were dirty and finite. Um, mm-hmm. so and people still don't believe him. Right. Um, so while in Colorado Springs, he was sponsored by businessman, Jake, John Jacob Astor. Um, he was able to build a larger lab and use conductive, the conductive nature of the low pressure air at a higher altitude. Um, he worked with large coils producing thunder and lightning, like man-made thunder and lightning. Um, he worked on telecommunications and possibly spoke with aliens. Um, he claims that he heard like wavelengths from like out of our atmosphere i guess so he thought that he was mm-hmm. communicating with people on mars um he moved back to long island in 1900 where westinghouse funded the Wardenclyffe tower actually it was not West- westinghouse i sorry it was jp morgan um funded the Wardenclyffe tower um but his where he essentially was trying to build this giant structure that he could basically used as wireless te- wireless telecommunication so like cell phones internet like he wanted to be able to communicate with people wirelessly however uh carnegie and edison funded his rival marconi who beat him to the first wirelessly transmitted message 
And that motherfucker used technology from 17 of Tesla's previous patents. God, what a douche. Right. So he took credit. Well, he was doing, he was doing, Marconi did telegraphs, right? And Tesla was more looking into like telephones, right? Yes. And like electricity. Okay. Okay. Um, Fuck Marconi. What an ass. Yeah. And I mean, of course he had, to, he was funded by Carnegie and Edison, his fucking arch nemeses. Yeah. So um, <laughs> also one of the other really shitty, awful, no good things that Thomas Edison did to him was uh, essentially he slandered him at the world's competing to fund um, or not fund um, generate electricity for the world's fair. So, um, Thomas Edison was saying that the DC currents were going to be more efficient and safer um, to, I guess, electrify the <laughs> Brian is distracting me to like <laughs> electrify the um, World's Fair. And Tesla was saying that AC current was the best way to do it. And in order to prove this, Thomas Edison actually used AC current and electrocuted a an elephant. But he didn't use AC current. I think I'm pretty sure he used DC current. I don't know. It was a whole ordeal. Oh, it was, it was uh, Topsy. There's a whole Bob's Burger episode about that. Yes. Okay. So Edison even publicly electrocuted stray animals using AC power as a scare tactic. Uh, Tesla countered by publicly shocking himself with 250,000 volts using alternating uh, current to showcase its safety. So I don't know how that happened. If Edison was just claiming that it was AC power. Right. He probably was. Right. Um. So he he did everything he could to kind of make Tesla look like a liar or like he didn't know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. In his later years, he moved from apartment to hotel. Um, he would run out of money. He was like always in debt. And so he was kind of like moving from one place to another year after year. His patents began expiring and people were continuing to just like use his inventions and taking credit for them. Um, he kind of lived shittily. Um and cared for pigeons in 1931 a sci- his sci-fi author friend held a 75th birthday party for tesla where they exchanged ideas um he had a birthday party every single year after that sharing his new ideas including a death ray he claimed would end world war one a motor that would run on cosmic rays and a mechanical oscillator that caused earthquakes during experimentation um and then to his death in 1937 he um in at 81 years old he was hit by a cab and he never fully recovered um or sought medical attention which i guess he never really did uh although we know what doctors were like in 1900 (laughs) um he was actually found dead uh in 1939 in his hotel room at the new yorker by a maid he died of coronary thrombosis literally say anything it was essentially it was essentially heart failure um they opened the nikola tesla museum in 1957 in serbia it includes 60 of 80 trunks of notes and his cremains so um that was like a big like ordeal was that only 60 of his 80 trunks that they claim to have found in his apartment in new york were delivered to his like this museum and uh, John G. Trump, which is actually Donald Trump's father, Fred Trump, 
John is his brother. So it would okay, be so Donald's uncle. Yes. So he was the head of research at MIT at the time, and he helped develop X and X-ray machines for cancer treatments, as well as radar technology during World War II. So he was like kind of a scientific figure. Um, He he actually had a brain in his head. I guess. Unlike his nephew. I mean, obviously, I think he was like kind of trying to hide things, but it is like really the only political tie, I guess, that Donald Trump would have, um, because he was one of the people that went in and was the notes just because i think he would understand from like a physics perspective like kind of what was going on with his notes because the united states thought that he maybe did have some sort of death ray technology and they wanted to make sure that if he did we were the ones that had it not his homeland of like serbia or croatia um so they claim that they never did find anything but the fact that they only that there's 20 trunks of notes missing like is kind of like what the fuck Mm -hmm. um Here's some other just, like, fun facts about him. He was, like, a super quirky dude, and he was definitely maybe, like, autistic. Um, He was, like, just had a lot of really strange, like, OCD kind of qualities. Like, he was really um, kind of socially unaware. He wasn't, like, great in crowds, but everybody said he was, like, pretty charming. Um, f- he was six foot two and 142 pounds. He was, um, like, a skeleton. Yes, and he remained that way for 40 fucking years, between 33 and 73 years old. He remained the exact same weight. Um, He also had a photographic memory. He memorized many books and spoke eight languages. He visualized his inventions with extreme precision before ever creating them. So that was another thing. Like, a lot of times he would invent things, and he just wouldn't have, like, drawings or yeah exactly so it was also really difficult for them to kind of track down you know a lot of what he did or have any record of it and other than you know the 300 patents that he filed (laughs) um he was very secluded he never got married he worked super crazy hours um like i mentioned he only slept like two to four hours a night um And, however, Tesla's friend Julian Hawthorne wrote, seldom did one meet a scientist or engineer who was also a poet, a philosopher, an appreciator of fine music, a linguist, and a connoisseur of food and drink. So, it's, like, it seems like he was a pretty, like, cultured person. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like he was kind of in his head a lot and didn't really, like, get out very much and, like, socialize a lot. But it sounds like he enjoyed, you know, speaking with his kind of partners and other people that he like worked with. It seems like he got along with them and was able to kind of like communicate with them. Um, he had a super strict, strict, strict schedule. He ate at eight, he ate dinner at eight ten every single day. Um, later in life, he became a vegetarian eating only milk, bread, honey, and vegetable juice. Ew. Um, sounds awful. Uh, yeah, you're telling me. So, anyway, I mean, I feel like that's really most of the information that I have. It was kind of just more factual, not very conspiratorial, other than the fact that, like, he may or may not have some sort of, like, death ray technology that yeah. the U.S. government is hiding. So, I don't know. What else? What did you find? Oh, let's see. Hey, do you have any sources you'd like to list? Oh, yeah. I mentioned earlier. Um, I said at the beginning. I don't know if oh, you want okay. to do it again. Wikipedia, biography.com, CNN. Sorry. It's I okay. Must not have, I must have just tuned out for that bit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you could tell me you got it wherever the fuck. You could have told me you made everything up, and I would believe you. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, I think this is kind see. of, like, general knowledge. I don't think I really <laughs> went that far off track. <laughs> Um, let's see here. 
I have a lot of the same info that you did. Um, did you find anything about the Tesla Tower? Um, I don't think so. Unless um, it was that White Wycliffe or whatever. What, yeah, that okay, that's what it Warden is. Warden Cliff. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, what he was trying to use. Oh, you did talk about this because we talked about Marconi. Damn, I am just not paying attention. Okay, so I have some weird shit. He's a weird dude, right? Yes, he's very quirky. I got my information from our good friend Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, history dot, yeah, History.com, Forbes.com, Energy.gov, and then a website called Encyclopedia2.thefreedictionary.com. Okay, here we go. So, he, Tesla, was a mystic at age seven. Now, this was caused by the shock of his brother's death. So his brother, Dane, yes, he was a little I heard older. Of this. Yes. Yeah. He died in a riding accident. Mm-hmm. And I think Nikola Tesla actually witnessed it and saw it happen. Oh God. Um, right. So he after he saw that, he started seeing visions of the air around him, quote filled with tongues of living flame, end quote. Um, he learned to exercise his willpower to control these visions. Um, why did I, why is this all one sentence? Listen to this. As an adolescent, I copied and pasted this. As an adolescent, Tesla <laughs> learned to exercise his willpower to control the visions, but in later life, he would spend much of his time feeding and he claimed mystically communicating with New York City's pigeons. Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. So he was talking to animals, I guess. That's uh-huh. pretty cool. Um, yeah, yes, he, he was he, a healer. He, he, there was so one that sweet. he like specifically really liked, and she would he, he could like call her. It was ridiculous. He, yeah, that's adorable. <sighs> yeah, it's cute. It's <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> um, everyone always says like birds and pigeons are so dirty, but he just loved them. Um, okay, so he. Okay, you talked about how he claimed to have been getting signals from outer space. Correct. From, like, aliens. Um, Well, they were proven right about 100 years after the fact. Um, Really? Yeah. So, during the summer of 1899, Tesla set up a field laboratory in Colorado Springs, which is in Colorado. Um, So, using high-altitude stations to transmit information and electric power over long distances. So, it's basically you know, like towers that transmit power. Right. Over yes. distances. These are things that I don't really know how they work. Um, <laughs> okay. So one day in July, he was tracking lightning storms with this thing. And the equipment started picking up a series of beeps. After ruling out solar and terrestrial causes, he concluded that the signals must be from another planet. The following Christmas, in response to the American Red Cross's request for a prediction of the greatest scientific achievement of the coming century, Tesla wrote, quote, Brethren, we have a message from another world, unknown and remote. It reads, one, two, three, end quote. In 1996, scientists published a study replicating Tesla's experiment and showing that the signal was in fact caused by the moon Io passing through Jupiter's magnetic field. So it wasn't, like, necessarily intelligent life sending messages but it was a signal that came from a moon 
which is interesting. It is interesting. So I don't know if it's just like, like there was no signal and then all of a sudden the moon passed through the frame and it caught it. Right. It was like a frequency. how that works. Right. I don't really know how it works. Or if there's like little uh, moon men living on IO. Cute. Um, yeah, I think they're cute. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Okay. So you said he had about 300 patents, but I read that he had over 700 patents by the time he died. I mean, he very well could have. Um, I feel like he had them in all different countries. So maybe that was just like the ones that right. he had in the U.S. And they expire over time. So Correct. maybe these are, he just had 700 total. Um, right. Which is a lot. Like, I don't think I've done 700 of anything. No. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of times, too, he would, like, they never were never actually manufactured. Like, he would patent a lot of ideas, oh, but, okay. like, never actually made anything out of them. Or, like, he would make it for himself and then be like, okay, moving on. Like, I've proved that I can do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, patented that. But, like, he never actually would put it into use. And I feel like a lot of his patents, too, were just, like, little minute pieces of, like, a larger machine. Yeah. So, you know, like, that one guy, it took 17 of his inventions, patents, in order to create, you know, one um item that was the telegraph yeah yeah yeah. transmit whatever messages i'm so mad about that (laughs) dude oh my god i know um but i mean i feel like he did have a really interesting life like he i don't know was just super quirky and i feel like he wasn't necessarily super educated but i feel like he didn't have to be i feel like he could teach the classes and I don't know. I mean, I think it was just kind of like a shitty time that he was doing it. You know, it's like he came into being right around the same time as someone else did. And it was like it was going to go one way or the other. And I feel like because uh, Edison already had, you know, a lot of like he was already kind of laying out the groundwork for the dc currents and electricity that was kind of just Mm -hmm. you know the way that it went and um it's also just so sad that i feel like he like you you know what the majority of people like invented like alexander graham bell and thomas edison and like benjamin franklin but it's like with tesla it's like what exactly did he invent it's like he invented so many fucking things but like we don't really know about it. Like one of the main things that he invented, um, where is it? It was, is that lightning or thunder? I mean, yeah, it's thundering really loud out here. That's crazy. Um, where did I put it? God, these notes are like so out of order. (laughs) Mine are a little wonky today too. Uh, just like copied and pasted a bunch of shit. Yes. Okay. So, um, he experimented with so many different things, radiation, x-ray technology. He called them shadow graphs, um, a, re- a radio remote control, which he used to control a remote boat. We still use this technology today in our, obviously our remote controls for the TV and like drones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, even though he didn't necessarily invite a remote or invent a remote control like we use today, he was using it in like little remote control boats. And like, you know, it's the same technology that we used a hundred years later. Right. Um, like I would have, I would never have thought to make something like that like i would just be like there's a paper boat Boop. right right <laughs> exactly like i would i would never be like i could control it from the land using radio oh signals like God. i would never never in my life think of something like that never Maybe i'm just not i'm not the engineering type 
Dude, no. <laughs> Most people aren't. Um, he also invented wireless power, wireless communication, and worldwide communication, which is essentially the internet and cell phones 100 years before they were actually invented. Um, right. Which is so crazy. And it's just, like, people kind of discredited him so much and, like, didn't want to fund him or, you know, thought he had, like, a bad reputation or wh- whatever the case may be. I just yeah. – I feel like, you know, Edison always got, like, the last laugh and, like, the last, yeah. you know, kind of – I don't know. He was always well, beating read, him. Yeah. I read a couple stories where, like, with the remote boat and everything, like, he would talk about it and be like, I'd like to get a patent for this or, like, I'd like some funding to do this project. And people would be like, I don't believe you. Like, I don't believe that this is a thing that you're able to do. And he would have to prove by showing them, like... <laughs> right. So far ahead of their time that, like, people were like, no, you can't do that. That's not a thing. <laughs> right yeah um so i did i heard or i read about um how he did all of his like blueprints in his brain before mm-hmm. like the whole thing so he would like alter the construction make adjustments even operate the device all mentally um okay so he worked out the concept so completely in his mind that he would give exact me- exact measurements of all the parts to his like workers. And then when the machine was completed, everything would fit together just as accurately as if he had made a blueprint. Um, That's crazy. Isn't it fucking insane? Um, and the inventions that were made with this method always worked. Like that's fucking crazy. Um, there was not a single exception to the effectiveness and accuracy of his mental instructions. He used this method to make his first electric motor and a turbine engine and something called a vacuum wireless light, which when I looked it up, all I could find were like lightweight vacuums, (laughs) like vacuum cleaners. (laughs) So I don't really know what that is. Vacuum wireless light. I'm not sure. So yeah, he he had a brain. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Let's see. So, I mean, I know that I've heard... um, just that he um, was – what did I text you earlier? I messaged you. Um, there was one other conspiracy, but I did – I watched, like, a documentary about him quite a while ago. Um, oh, about the time travel. So, apparently, he, one of his inventions was, like, he was t- – time travel and apparently it was one of the things that they were experimenting with in like uh mk ultra mm-hmm. which was like a big like military kind of project where they were experimenting with some weird shit mm-hmm. did you read anything about that like about his time travel inventions um i didn't get to the time travel but i uh talk a lot about the philadelphia experiment oh yes yes yeah. do tell um or do the, do you know is that a different topic uh it is different it's not time travel so you tell me oh. your thing and then i'll tell you about this oh no i don't really remember i just remember hearing about it in a documentary but i didn't like <laughs> look into it that much i'm sorry no you're fine um okay so the philadelphia experiment uh it's sometimes called project rainbow and it was an alleged u.s naval experiment carried out in philadelphia pennsylvania um, around October 28th, 1943, uh, the U.S. Navy destroyer escort, the USS 
Eldridge, which is the name of a boat. <laughs> That's what a destroyer escort is, apparently. I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the USS Eldridge was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked to enemy devices. Um, now, when they talk about cloaking in the military, it just means that the craft cannot be detected by other crafts and therefore it's difficult to target. But according to members who worked on this project, Tesla and his guys were actually making the ship like invisible to the eye. Like, like in Harry Potter? Like Harry Potter. That's what I was going to say. Invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. That um, is so crazy. Right. And I know that they earlier in uh, our Lord and Savior Donald Trump's presidency, um, they talked about like uh, some kind of fighter jet or fighter plane. And mm-hmm. it was able to be cloaked and, you know, invisible and shit. And, like, Trump genuinely believed that they, like, turned it invisible like Harry Potter. <laughs> Which, according to this Philadelphia experiment, is possible. But, like, that's not what that was. That's not what was happening there. Like, right. And we're not supposed to know about that technology right. yet, dumbass. Exactly. Like, who the hell right. would ever tell him any actual government secrets? Like, no so, one's going to tell him about aliens. Right. So, if, uh, so this fighter jet that he was looking at, like, probably like they told the public like oh it's cloaked as in like other planes can't detect it which means they can't see it coming and they can't shoot it down um whether or not somebody disclosed the information about actual invisibility to trump by mistake (laughs) is up for debate i don't know i wonder if everyone in the white house is just like let's just not tell him let's just not tell him right just no keep it a secret um see what he does let's see what he says or they could do like um they could embrace it like they did at the denver airport and be like let's tell him everything and then no one will believe it because it comes out of his mouth that is so fucking true dude oh very true invisible really a double-edged sword um okay so (laughs) i swear i couldn't see it right um in the sky it's like no it's just your poor vision you're too vain to wear glasses that's, that's from when you worked or when you looked at the uh eclipse directly yes without directly work. into the sun squinting is enough oh, man. yes yes okay. let's get back to the philadelphia experiment okay so there were a few real smart guys other than tesla that were working on this project okay uh austrian physicist emil kortnauer i'm assuming is how you pronounce it university mathematician john von neumann and uh, Albert Einstein claimed to, like, know about the experiment, but he didn't participate directly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Do yes. you know when was Albert Einstein, like, kind of active? Because I know him and Tesla had some differing opinions. Tesla said that he did not believe the same things about the atom, like, the makeup of the atom, or that it was possible to destroy one. Um, which is kind of interesting because he did come up with, like, some radiation, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, technology so you know it is something that you would think tesla would have to understand fully um, do you know what time like what I'm year was right einstein now. like um active? einstein was born in 79 and died in 55 so right around the same era wow yeah tesla tesla was actually born earlier he was born in 1856 and then he died in 1943 Okay. So Tesla was older than him. Right. Which that is, is so surprising crazy. to me because the, the picture that I always associate with Tesla is the one where he's like young and Albert Einstein has always just been like an old man to me. Yes. You know, so it's like really strange to think of Tesla as being older <laughs> than Einstein. It's true. And I feel like they like how crazy that there were just like 
people with great minds like this all Mm -hmm. living at the same time like where the fuck are they now i mean i guess we do have like (sighs) fucking bill gates and um i don't know whatever his name is terry (laughs) what (laughs) no you're one of them you're a brilliant mind (laughs) yeah yep that's me a computer scientist right (laughs) (laughs) um okay let's see so there was a crew member on this ship the eldridge his name was alfred Felix, maybe? Question mark. Um, he said that the concept of the experiment was set up by a group of extraterrestrial intelligences who had actually met physically with Pre- Fr- President Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1934 aboard the battleship Pennsylvania, somewhere in the mid-Pacific. So he's claiming that President Roosevelt was hanging out with aliens on a boat. What? Um, yeah. So Roosevelt made an agreement with these aliens that they would exchange extraterrestrial technology for certain planetary privileges. I don't know what that means. Maybe like, mm. oh, yeah, you guys can stay here for free as long as you, like, give us some alien shit. Or, like, you can abduct our humans and do experiments as long as they don't ever find out. Mm-hmm. Like Dad's friend Danny. Oh, God. I mean, he, he maybe possibly was. I, I believe it. I believe him. But then he was also talking to me about leprechauns, so I don't know how. He was, <laughs> he just took a little bit of acid that day before he came over. It's fine. <sighs> um, so Tesla had been interacting with these extraterrestrials since 1895 when he shot that thing out into space and contacted sure. that moon. Right, right. Um, so he was the one who arranged the meeting. Um, so, as long okay, as they're so, working together. Oh, wait, I might have been wrong. So this, his initial communication with the aliens... They came from the Pleiades, which is um, a star cluster. It's also called the Seven Sisters. Okay. Um, it's like a cluster of like seven really bright stars. I don't know anything about space. I took an astronomy class once and I just, I don't know. I got, all, I got really soul searchy and it's like so sad. Hard. It's so like. <laughs> it's too I, big. Yeah. It's too much to remember. <laughs> too big. Um, so these aliens appeared to be completely human and they explained that humankind on Earth had issued from their original stock. So what does that maybe mean? back in the day, they sent aliens to Earth to inhabit the planet. Oh. Yeah, so they look just like us. Oh. Or we look just like them, I guess. Um, so these aliens were labeled the K group, and they could easily pass for average humans except for the greenish tint of their skin. So whenever they wanted to interact with humans without being detected as aliens, they would dye or color their epidermis. So they would just, like, go to a tanning booth. Um, <laughs> after, no. after the second meeting with the ETs, Roosevelt signed a treaty of mutual non-interference, and the sciences in the United States enjoyed a remarkable acceleration of theory and application on nearly all levels. So, like, he signed this treaty, and then all of a sudden there was this huge boom in fucking technology. Yeah. Tech and travel. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidence. Maybe. (laughs) Um, so that crew member Bilek or Bilek, I don't know how to say this. He claimed that the group of geniuses carried out a partially successful experiment in invisibility at Princeton in 1936. The initial Navy test in invisibility was scheduled to occur on a cold day in March 1942. Now, when you say Although, invisibility. <laughs> I think that they are talking about Donnie's invisibility, where it, like, 
it's Harry Potter style. Got it. Okay. Like, you can't see it no more. Um, so all the levers were pulled. The buttons were pushed. But nothing happened. Um, so this crew member is convinced that Tesla sabotaged the first attempt. So he had supposedly issued a formal protest against having a live human crew on board. Uh, he wanted the experiment to be tried first with nobody on board, sure. which seems logical to me. Like that's, right, that's you, know, you don't know what's going to fucking happen. Right. Um, he also demanded that uh, the scientists be given more time to work out some problems that he foresaw, which I would trust him because he makes plans and blueprints in his brain and they're always perfect. <laughs> he so speaks eight languages and right, memorizes the Bible. Foresees, <laughs> if he foresees some issue happening, I would be like, take all the time you need. Right. <laughs> right? Um, You're the best mind we have. Go for right. it. However, they denied his request for more time. Sure. So they were like, we have to continue with this test. And so he left. Um, ten months later, on January 7th, 1943, Tesla fa- was found dead in his hotel room. Um, and according to many varying accounts and theories, the Navy's experiment with invisibility was conducted in July of October of 19, July or October of 1943 with disastrous results. So they like, he left and then they were like, well, we're going to keep going and try it again. So they fucking did. Um, but many of the crew members suffered horrible tortures and ghastly deaths. Um, like they ended up getting sick and they didn't, you know, like these really strange illnesses, but there's also, like, some photos from the experiment, but it's, like, oh, these are a hoax. Um, but they show, like, crew members are, like, stuck in the walls and the floors of the ship. It's really freaky. I did see that. Yeah, that is like, so they've weird. got, like, their arms or legs are sticking out of the wall. And it's, like, so, okay, so the thing is, it was in one inlet of water. And then it became invisible. And then it later appeared in a different inlet of water, like, too far away. Um, like, it couldn't have traveled that far in that amount of time. And was it, like, years later or, like, an hour no, later? No, it was, like, yeah, it was, like, I don't know, maybe a couple of days or a couple hours. Okay. I really don't know. Um, and then it did the same thing. It went back to the first inlet. However, I watched a video and they explained that there was, all, there was actually a channel that connected the two inlets. So it was possible. Okay. At the time to go that distance right but it went invisible and appeared someplace else and then went invisible and appeared back where it started so i don't know if it's teleporting or actually being invisible or what but um yeah so i don't know what's true or what's not are there any accounts of like the people that were actually on the ship um other than that alfred bilek that crew member i i didn't see anything else and he the only thing from him was that um, the first time they did it, it didn't work. And he thinks that it's because Tesla sabotaged it because he didn't want it, you know, right. he didn't want people on the boat. Right. I call it a boat. Like, it's a little rowboat. It's but like it's a, a ship. ship. <laughs> it's like a ship. Yeah, it's like a, a warship. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. So that's what I have. I didn't look anything up on time travel because I was like, I didn't do my homework today. I need to fucking get this done. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Um, I, yeah, I feel like he was definitely... I don't know. Do you think he was given information from, do you think he got his technology from the aliens? Possibly. Or I don't know. You know, he had like that weird mysticism and visions and shit. So maybe he was like, yeah, 
telepathically well, talking to fucking aliens or some shit. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because they always said that about, like, Einstein as well, you know, that he um, would would see visions and he did a lot of his calculations in his head. Like, he had those things. What were they called? Like, mind experiments or thought experiments. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, where he would, like, play out different scenarios in his mind and he was able to kind of like put himself in the position and I don't know I feel like they both kind of had that weird thing in common um so you know maybe they were both working with the aliens and the aliens could kind of like communicate with them like that oh my god wouldn't that be crazy I mean that's why they were so smart (laughs) maybe well or maybe the aliens targeted them because they were so smart right because they were able to like open their minds enough to communicate with them Mm -hmm. and receive the visions you must be receptive. Open your third eye. Dude, it's hard. I feel it like I'm, I'm so way hard. too judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Taryn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, did you like what I had found for you? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. I'm very happy with it. I love oh, a good, good Philadelphia experiment. Yeah, um, it was interesting. I've never heard of that before. What? Mm-mm. Yeah, they do some really crazy shit in the military. <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, I went on one website, and I think it was, like, affiliated with the military or something, because, like, all the ads on it and everything had to do with, like, military equipment mm-hmm. and, like, veterans and stuff. And I was like, hmm. So it was all about, like, debunking it and, like, well, nothing actually happened at the Philadelphia Experiment. So I don't know what everybody mm-hmm. keeps talking about. And I was like... You would say that, wouldn't you, military? <laughs> Goes you all the way to the try top. to disprove it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So God. I don't know. I mean, and like the girl in the video was just like, they believed it was aliens, and it was just like she was just, oh my God, can you believe that they think that? And it's like, so. <laughs> yes. Oh my. <laughs> don't God. judge me. <laughs> um. Don't tell me you don't believe in aliens. I mean, how can't you? I it's. I feel like more than half of humanity believes in aliens. It's kind of like we know there has to be something. Let's talk about next week. So I'm having my friend Dalton. Um, he's going to be on the show hopefully next week because he ha- he still has to check his schedule. Um, but his podcast is called Behind the Bars Podcast, and I think it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so... Uh, he um, interviewed a few people who, like, spoke with um, people who interviewed serial killers. So one of the people, her name is Dr. Helen Morrison, and she, like, specifically talked to, like, Ed Gein, um, and he's a creepy-ass dude, um, <laughs> yeah. as we all know. Um, but, yeah, she seemed really uh, intelligent, and um, she just kind of talked about, like, how serial killers are so normal and, like, charming and they f- can fool people so easily, which is just so fucking creepy to me. Um, Isn't it? Yeah. So you and I can prepare a few questions for him. And um, he also uh, works at, um, like, haunted houses. Like, he's real scary. <laughs> so he does, like, ghost hunting and stuff. And, like, he works at, like, theatrical haunted houses, too. So he's really into, like scary shit so i think we're gonna um probably talk to him about some of his personal ghost stories which could be cool yes um also i had um a couple of my friends commented on uh the facebook group um 
And they said that they have some ghost stories. So maybe we could get some stories from them too, which would be really cool. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Basically like a mini. So just have them write in creepy <laughs> stories, creepy things right. they find in the wall. But right. um, yes, everybody has a good ghost story. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah, you believe in them um, or not, I feel like everyone has had like something strange happen. Right. Like uh, there's something that like you just can't explain, which is so fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, that so will be an interesting follow- conversation. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I feel like he's probably talked to some interesting people. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so he's in the process of finding like actual serial killers to interview. But um, it takes it takes a while because he has to use like real mail, <laughs> like yeah. sending letters back and forth. Um, so um, I feel like that that probably takes a little bit longer than like just sending an email or like calling them. Um, totally. But, yeah, it's, it's so really crazy because you, you, I feel like any movies or TV shows that you watch, it's like they all have access to phones, right? But like they're not really receiving calls. They just get to like make right. them if, you know, I don't know, once a day or whatever. Um, so <laughs> it's not like they're probably reaching out to strangers, but I have <laughs> heard that they do have like a lot of pen pals. Who was it that we were talking about that got married in jail wasn't it like um, charles manson or some shit no it no. was uh, ted bundy yes that's right him and his yep. wife or no he met a girl via pen pal right i think so and then and they ended up they having end- like kids together yeah yes i'm like it's okay so like this guy doesn't need to be reproducing <laughs> um but yeah i mean it yeah you don't really think about you know how these people end up <laughs> Right. getting pen yeah. pals but apparently we know one <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but it's not like hey i want to marry you it's like hey i want to interview you because you're a fucking creep right um, yeah well yeah. and just to like kind of understand like their type of personality it's mm-hmm. i mean it's so crazy that people you would never think yes um so um so i'll let you know uh if anything changes if he can't make it for next week's episode, um, we'll find another topic to do because we have a boatload of things we could talk about. Yes, and I just <laughs> added another one, a really great one, Scientology. <laughs> I thought of that That's today. A good one. I was like, I would love to watch every episode of Leah Remini. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I hate to say this, but I really don't know anything about Scientology. Oh, girl. I've told <laughs> you about the Scientologists that used to live in our apartment, right? We always get their oh, mail. Um, like the, I don't remember the people that used to live in our unit lived here for like five years and they used to be Scientologists because we get all their fucking mail from Scientology. It's crazy. They send us these like brochures about the bridge and like, it's always really nice cardstock, like gold <laughs> stamp, like a seal. It's ridiculous. And I'm just like, damn, I wonder if they left here because like Scientology was harassing them for leaving. Cause they seem to be pretty high up, like according to these letters. Hmm. And I'm just like, damn, like they lived here for so long. I wonder if that's why they moved was because they were like being harassed by these people i don't know so you know you know for a fact that they aren't a member of that community anymore well they were just just assuming well it just says like it's been a while since we've heard from you we saw you got this like this far on the bridge and like you know we're wondering why you had stopped your participation or whatever like or why we haven't heard from you in so long i don't know so i assume but it might just be because they have the wrong address i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that could be it (laughs) i'm sure they have ways of reaching them by email but yeah it's really fascinating it's like a legit modern day cult dude like tax-free everything (laughs) that's 
We should start a religion. I mean, did you <laughs> uh, did you watch John Oliver? Do you remember when he started a religion? Yes. Oh my god, that yeah. was so good. And I'm pretty sure that was actually an episode regarding Scientology and about how they're um like they should not be tax exempt. So that's why he called their church Our Lady of Perpetual Tax Evasion or some shit. <laughs> Um, that's funny so yeah just a suggestion maybe I later down the line there's a lot to dive into with Scientology yeah. but I was watching Leah Remini earlier today she's like a you know like a really famous like ex-Scientologist and she's like speaking out against it and she has like a whole show on A&E about it where she like talks to deflectors and things like that and uh, wow. it's super dramatic um, but so is she and um, <laughs> I mean but that's like the big thing with Scientology right is that like they love to get celebrities involved. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like it's a good endorsement for them. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like it's such a sip, slippery slope between religion and cult. Yeah. So like, you know, it, it, and honestly, it might've started out like pretty positive. I feel like that is how a lot of religions start out. Like they have a good message and they want to like get a community of people involved in it, but eventually it just becomes like a brainwashing, scary, like, you know, they'll threaten you if you, try to leave kind of shit like it's not cool amanda i actually want you to know that scientology began i'm not shitting you as a sci-fi book i'm not fucking kidding oh my god he's literally l ron hubbard was a science fiction author and he wrote like a series of books and decided to make like a fake religion around it but people started following it i'm not even kidding you and it just became so lucrative with all these different like textbooks and you know like readings and learnings and things like it it just got so out of hand he passed away a long time ago but you Mm -hmm. know his cronies have like carried it on and when you hear what their fucking creation story is and what their beliefs are you're gonna like shit your pants i can't wait for you to learn about it it's so outrageous (laughs) you know like the book of mormon it's like that times 10 it's fucked up it's so ridiculous so i'm excited but either way i'm also just as excited to talk to your friend about murderers (laughs) yeah oh yeah both are uh interesting and fun and you know as far as murder goes fun Um, (laughs) very fascinating um, that's for sure right it is yeah um well that's about all i have um just a reminder follow us on all of our things uh the twitter and the instagram and the facebook it's all yes yes i've noticed you've been posting a lot of fun things well i'm most active on facebook so i just like share 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 and i like i'm most active on insta oh yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean i feel like my stuff too is like um, a lot more pictures but yeah um i I should give you the password i should give you the um login information for the instagram account so you can do your own shit on there too. Okay, let's hurry this along. We'll Conspiracy sisters up. unite! I don't know what else is. <laughs> Conspiracy sisters unite! We keep getting disconnected, and it's yes. Um, I'm sorry, but that's fine. farewell for um, now, I guess. Yes. All, All right. right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>